GM board bombs. Now, here's doctors Iltafat Hussein and Blake Briggs. Welcome back to another EM Board Bonds podcast, where board studying is now much more enjoyable, if not exciting, exhilarating. A lot of E names. I'm Blake Briggs, and I'm joined today by the infamous Dr. Hussein. Infamous? I think you just say famous. Yeah. Infamous. Dep- depends yeah. what you're known for, right? Would you uh, like to be slightly famous, true. greatly infamous? I mean, look, uh, I mean... I would think, you know, based on my web search, I'm slightly famous. That's what you are. You are easy to find, too, not to sound in a, a creepy way. So for each 10-minute episode, you can gain high-yield board knowledge. As we like to say, you come for the stems and you stay for the content. And you get to know us. Please subscribe for free updates and episodes as well as printed handouts on topics. And by going to our website at emboardbombs.com, that's emboardbombs.com. See that really fast. It's difficult to say, actually. All right, Dr. True. Hussein, are you ready for this topic today? Always. 100% ready. All right. 100. Keeping a 100. Whew, here we go. Deep breath. Pause for effect. A 22-month-old child is transferred to your facility after sustaining severe partial thickness burns to the face and upper chest at home. This was when the child spilled a glass of hot tea on herself. The parents just returned from Darjeeling. That's in India, if you weren't aware. If you culturally unaware for, <laughs> for you culturally unaware people and brought back a variety of non-GMO teas, classic Darjeeling teas, in order to give their child oh, look, the ability I'm from India. We don't know what non-GMO is, all right. I know. What is that? <laughs> is it safe to eat? <laughs> Keep going. Non-GMO teas in order to give their child the new ability to ward off chickenpox, whooping cough. And most importantly, to perform dubstep and post it on YouTube in order to promote their channel. Yes. That's classic Indian right there. Burn trauma is called, and debridement is to be performed at bedside under sedation. Great idea. You perform, or excuse me, you prepare. I'm, I'm just getting ahead of myself. You prepare the room and perform the pre-sedation history and pre-sedation exam with the parents of that patient. So which of the following is true? Voice A. Ketamine emergence reactions are relatively uncommon, and if they occur, they are not often clinically significant. Voice B. Intranasal fentanyl is often used with ketamine to provide analgesic relief. Voice C. Bronchodilation and decreased airway secretions are observed with ketamine usage. Choice D. Intramuscular ketamine has a slower onset, but faster recovery time. Pausing for another effect. The correct answer here is going to be choice A. Ketamine emergence reactions are relatively uncommon, and if they occur, they are often not clinically significant. The best part about this question, Dr. Hussein, you know what that is? Mm. That you are giving the whole explanation. This is your field. Remember this that time the, you discovered ketamine? Yeah, I know. Back, back in the day, you know. When you were five. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was really... <laughs> know where to go from there um so the correct correct answer dr briggs is a um ketamine emergence reactions are relatively uncommon and if they do occur they're not clinically they're often not clinically significant um the important thing to understand here is this is a pediatric patient uh these answer choices would be different 
or the correct answer might be different if this was an adult um, patient. So let's talk a little bit about ketamine, uh, what you need to know, at least for um, boards. We're gonna, this is going to be a short EM board bomb. Um, Would you say it's a small bomb? A small bomb. That's true. We shouldn't say that. It's a small bomb. A baby Honestly, bomb? A baby bomb, right? We so, love our alliteration here on this podcast channel. I know. I know. Uh, when it comes to dosing, we'll go through that real quick. But really, when it comes to dosing, you surely know onset duration for recovery. So from an IV standpoint, you're looking at one to two mg per kg. Slow. Do not be slamming that in. Slow push. Onset is about one minute when you give it through IV. Duration is about 20 minutes. Full recovery is about an hour. When you give it IM, that's another option that you have. You have four milligram, uh, four mg per kg dosing, correct? Yep. And onset is five minutes. You know, it takes a little bit longer. The duration is going to be about 20 minutes. And then the full recovery period will be longer uh, when you give it IM. So that's going to be two hours. So benefits of ketamine, you have analgesia, you have sedation, you have amnesia all at once. Wow, that's have, a great deal. And that is. It's pretty sweet, right? There's no decrease in respiratory drive. Um, there's an increase in cardiac output um, map and also bronchodilation. Although, remember, with adults um, and folks who are given ketamine, you can have some adverse effects if you are having some increased cardiac demand with the prior history of uh, cardiac issues. Uh, but especially in kids, it's great. That's why we love to use it. Now, there are some side effects associated with it. That's vomiting. There's the emergence reaction. Again, it, 2% is clinically significant. Um, and it's, it occurs in kids in less than 10% of the time. In adults, emergence reactions occur more. That's why you know there's some studies that show you can give benzos uh, in the adult population. But again, for the purpose of this question, in kids, the uh, emergence reaction, emergence phenomena is, is not concerning to us. And then, of course, do not use it in kids that are less than three months of age. Now, one of the main things I did mention when it came to side effect is the, the laryngospasm that freaks everyone out. And that's less than 1%. You're looking at actually less than 0.4%. Thank God. Yeah, I know. Because, you know, you just got to bag them through that. It can definitely be a bit, um, a bit scary when that happens. Like working as a resident and attendings are like, yeah, you just got to bag them through it. And they're like dismissing it as like, <laughs> it's like yeah. walking in a room and hooking up someone in a nasal cannula. It's like, yeah, you just got to bag them through that. it definitely with the parents who are in the room watching you. <laughs> I know. I know. When that happens and, you know, it's happened to all of us who've been practicing long enough. It definitely it's is a, a, It's what I call a sphincter tightening moment. Um, Ooh, that's a good way to put it. You just have to, you just have to stay calm. Um, you have to stay calm and, and uh, you know, uh, and it works out. <laughs> Yeah, most um, of the time. It's just it's just like, you know, almost like rocking the pelvis. Yeah, yeah. A reference to one of our other EM board bombs. Which you should listen to. That we did, which you should listen to and subscribe. So what you really need to know for boards here is, frankly, the answer choice that we listed to. Ketamine emergence reactions, especially in the pediatric population, are relatively uncommon. And if they occur, they are not clinically significant. Um, the dosing you're looking at, immediate onset with IV, uh, but duration being the same for IV and IM, and then a full recovery period being about twice as long uh, for IM versus uh, IV. Anything else, Dr. Briggs? You know, a lot of you may be wondering why B is incorrect. Just to repeat B, intranasal fentanyl is often used with ketamine to provide analgesic relief. This actually isn't the case. Remember that ketamine itself has analgesic properties, something that a lot of people forget. 
unlike propofol, it seems like everybody forgets ketamine is analgesic, but everybody somehow mistakenly believes propofol is an analgesic. Yes, yeah. What is <laughs> it's like the that? opposite yeah. case. What is up with that? Uh, so, yeah, propofol is I not think it's an because analgesic. It's like, I think it's because, you know, the whole Michael Jackson thing, some reason people thought yeah. it like controls pain or that, that's not what it's doing. And not it at should, all. You know, it, it's, yeah. If you are using propofol, you should be giving, you have to be giving fentanyl. It almost almost seems cruel. Um, So, but you do not need to give fentanyl. I mean, I personally, have you ever used, I mean, I have much less experience than you do. Have you ever used fentanyl ketamine when sedating kids? Um, The average sedation you do? No, no, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So that's why that's an incorrect choice. Um, And then the other choice is just to quickly brush through them. Remember that bronchodilation and increased airway secretions can be seen with ketamine, not decreased airway secretions. And then the last choice saying intramuscular ketamine does have a slower onset and it also has a slower recovery time, not a faster recovery time. And then remember, slow push, slow push for ketamine. Never do a fast push. You're not giving Haldol. I usually do fast pushes for Haldol because usually that's the that's type of situation I'm in with Haldol, but not for ketamine. Anything else? No, that's it. That was a very short board bomb. I think people realized, you know, the key thing, baby bomb, uh, the key things related to uh, peds and also the use of ketamine and what some of the questions you might be asked related to ketamine, especially on the boards. Absolutely. A lot of myths of ketamine, uh, but I think this clears up a lot of them. I think it was a fantastically, fantastically well done baby bomb, Dr. Hussein. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Well, there you have it. Another bomb delivered. This time it was just a baby bomb. So remember to subscribe to our website, EM Board Bombs, for future episodes and new content and updates. Again, that's emboardbombs.com. I will see you next time. Dr. Hussein will also be there. Have a good one.